Uh, most gracious and ever-living God, thank you for gathering us together this morning. Uh, we thank you, most gracious God, that you set us uh, in families, and um, you're more than aware of the blessings that that brings to our lives, but also the challenges that it brings as well. Lord, I pray that as we're gathered this morning, that ultimately uh, the person that we would hear from is you, and that we might hear your gospel, most gracious God, the source of our hope, the source um, of our life, because you, most gracious God, are our strength and our salvation. So uh, be in the midst of us now, um, I pray, and I ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the, uh, the, the great to see all of y'all. Um, welcome. The, the title of our class today is, um, is Sacrificial Love and Family Life. At least I think that was the title. Um, that was the title of the class. Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, one of the things I thought I might do is just, um, uh, just give the mic to Paula. Uh, and this could be our opportunity to talk about all the sacrifices that are required um, to live with me. Um, and so she, that, could, that could fill us... Uh, not just a class, but uh, that could be a series. So I thought, you know, maybe just this this would be her opportunity um, to do that. She wasn't feeling well this morning, so I'm hope she's going to make it. If she doesn't make it this week, she'll she'll jump in with us uh, in in the weeks to in the weeks to follow. Um, so t- sacrificial love and family life. A couple of things I want to say at at the outset. One is, um, and this isn't really much of a confession, um, and and that is to say. Um, I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about um, when it comes to when it comes to family life. In the sense of, um, I'm very familiar with them, um, but in the sense of, uh, I'm not going to pretend to say, "Look, um, if you've got issues, I can resolve those um, for you uh, in a few minutes, and I'm going to give you a few steps, uh, and you're going to walk out of here with those steps, and then um, you'll no longer have issues um, in your families, um, in your lives, and you'll have you'll have the answers and." Uh, uh, um, you'll you'll be good to go. So one, I don't I don't pretend to be able to resolve everything. I, I speak with, I speak as a person, uh, as as a fellow traveler, not as an expert, um, as, as someone that um, uh, lives uh, in a very flawed way in relationship with you know, Paul and the kids, with my parents and cousins and aunts and uncles and you know uh, in laws and 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 et cetera et cetera, um, and and also. Uh, I guess I should say I'm not going to ask you to uh, promise to do what I can't um, in in my own life um, by way of introduction. But what I would also um, like to say is this also is as we reflect this morning, to some degree what I'm inviting you all to do is reflect with me. Um, and so I welcome you all's uh, your, your, your thoughts, your questions, your your input. I'm in, inviting you all to to reflect with me uh, on this. And I'll, and I'll tell a, a very brief um story which uh, I know I've shared before um, and you may actually remember it. Um, Martin Luther was asked one time by one of his parishioners, um, asked Luther, uh, basically, when are you going to preach something different? Um, you know, every Sunday we show up and it's the same thing. You know, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. And, and implied in that was, look, we got that. So now tell us what to do. Um, you know, we've, we've got this whole gospel thing. Now give us the five steps to um, to a better life, and so we can go ahead and get on with that and start living our best life now, um, is, is basically what they were asking for. And Luther's response, I thought, was absolutely um, wonderful and insightful, because what Luther said to them was this. He said, well, um, when you show up looking like a people that believe the gospel, um, uh, you know, 
because what he noticed is is every Sunday they showed up and and they 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 looked discouraged uh, and they looked um, burdened. They didn't look like a people um, who who believed the gospel that that the phenomenal good news had not seemed to um, put roots down um, in their lives and, 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 and affect their lives in such a way that uh, the, the wonderful blessings of the gospel um, were, were evident. And, and I share that with you because part of what I'm going to do, I'm going to offer us uh, sort of three things to reflect on. And what I'd like to say is this, is, is the opportunity for all of us to experience um, deeper love uh, and, and deeper fellowship and, and the relationships with within our families again whether that be immediate family or distant family but but to offer basically three um, theological reflections um, three um, theological points and that might seem a little curious um, at first how is how is theology going to help me um, in in my relationships uh, and and what I would like to say is and you may uh, at the end you can tell me whether or not you believe it or not um, but actually what I'd like to say is um, that that good theology will actually have a, a tremendous um, impact on um, the way that you view the world, the the way that you live your life, the way that you have a uh, the way that you have uh, a peace uh, and and a hope uh, and an encouragement. So, love and fellowship um, through theological reflection uh, is and I'm some video clips I'm going to show and actually one's kind of a bit longer. Has anyone in here any of y'all ever seen the movie Billy Elliot? Okay, well that's uh, that's very um, that's a very bland response. Thank you. Um, that's that's I'm encouraged. Thank you. Um, well, actually, this is one of those, and, and of course, movies kind of like food and drink and it's are very subjective. So um, I think it's a fabulous movie. You'll be, be like, Craig, I'm questioning you um, at, at the end of it. But let's but let's hope not. I think it's a it's a it's a fabulous movie. Uh, Billy Elliot. Uh, it's 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 about a. Uh, Kind of the, the 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 backdrop is it's uh, industrial um, working class England and it's an 11 year old boy so in some ways it's kind of a it's kind of a coming of age uh, a coming of age story but but a little bit of the backdrop and I say we'll we'll look at some clips in just a minute. Um, Billy Elliot's uh, mother uh, has died. His mother died young and he's there with his father, his brother, and his grandmother. And they, again, they live in, in this sort of um, mining town, this this working class kind of tough blue collar um, town in England, uh, and and Billy's uh, father wants him to you know his his dad's you know without his mom his dad's doing the best he can he's he's trying to make it but um, he's uh, he and his son his older son are both uh, coal miners and the union is on strike and so they're um, they're out of work and um, when you're when you're out of work you're out of paychecks um, and so. You know that that's tremendous stress there in the family. There's the aging, uh, there's the aging mother that lives in the house as well. It has a tendency just to kind of wander off uh, into the community, and they have to go and find her and bring her back. And you know that that produces a little bit of stress um, as well in the whole situation. And of course, his wife has died, and he's trying to he's trying to raise these boys. Well, he wants um, Billy um, to be a a, a boxer. Uh, that's you know that's what the lads uh, that's what the lads do in town. They they play football. Um, or they or they box. That's what they do. Kind of reminds me of when I was a boy. Um, my mother uh, had me on the tennis team, which is really um, I was I wasn't good, but I mean I was great at snack bar and you know the social aspect of it all. And it was you know it was good times. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that. And my dad 
I think he was worried about the um, uh, my mother's uh, influence on me. And Dad signed me up for boxing lessons. Um, so, and he took me down to this inner city gym. And as you might imagine, they just I was just welcomed uh, <laughs> with sort of open arms. And I said, you know, gosh, you know, people just wanted to take me under their wing and kind of help me out. Um, so anyway, I was just, I was real popular um, at, at the boxing. So dad took me down and, 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 I, and I boxed for a little while. Um, not especially promising. You know, it's kind of, I guess it prepared me for life because I, I can really, I can take a beating. Um, so, but it, yeah, it was kind of funny. And, and literally I can remember um, one day sitting in the car with dad after, after some boxing and um, he would get a cold drink. So I'd kind of, you know, ice down a little bit because he didn't want to have to deal with mom when, I, when we got home. So when we looked, sort of more like when I left the house, so he didn't want, you know, he didn't want her to see, because then she'd get grief, and so forth and so on. But I can remember um, sitting there with him one day, I said, you know, Dad, how long is this going to go on? <laughs> you know, are we committed to this long term? Have we, are you, are you sure I'm okay now that we can go ahead, and, and thankfully, shortly thereafter, we wrapped up uh, my, my brief boxing career. Um, so anyway, so uh, Billy's dad uh, wants him to be, uh, wants him to be a you know, one of the lads, you know, tough guy, boxer. Well, um, and the story that because of the strike, the union hall is not available. A ballet class starts meeting um, in the in the hall along with the um, along with the boxing ring, et cetera. And so Billy um, develops this passion um, for 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 dance, um, for um, for for ballet. And, you know, um, this is, uh, you know, he's not as enlightened as we are. You know, of course, if Jack came to me and said he wanted to dance ballet, I would have been immensely supportive um, from the outset, uh, from the outset uh, on that one. But this guy's not as enlightened as I am. So, you know, as you might imagine, he's a little, he's a little resistant to his son um, becoming, uh, becoming a ballet dancer. Well, that's all by way of, of introduction. And I, and I say I'll share a couple of clips here um, in a minute that I think are... Uh, and I hope you think so also, very powerful in, in the way in that they demonstrate the gospel, uh, in my estimation, the way that they demonstrate the gospel uh, and, and the relationships within this family, and particularly in relationship between, uh, between Billy and his father. Um, very, very powerful. And, and I think the hope for all of us and the prayer for all of us is, in many ways is, as I began with, praying that that... Um, Praying that the gospel will actually get get into our hearts, um, and that it'll actually get into um, our lives. This this hope um, that 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 we profess to have, this this power um, that we talk about being available to us. I think it's probably the the the, the prayer of all of us is that that um, that will be a reality um, in our lives, and to begin to work away into our lives and into our relationships as well. That we might similarly have love and have fellowship and have hope and have strength and certainty and assurance and, and all the things that we long for in our life and in our relationships. So three theological points, um, and we'll, we'll jump in in a minute, watch some clips, that I think um, are important um, in, in, in our relationships uh, and to help us have, in many ways, better relationships in our lives. Um, the first thing that I think is important, and I'll be interested to hear your I invite actually more than your rhetorical. You can actually speak um, in response to this. But um, the first thing I think that, that's helpful and important as far as helping us in our relationships, again, whether it be with our spouses, whether it be with our parents, whether it be with our children, siblings, you know, 
etc., uh, etc. Et uh, the first thing is um, the the belief in total depravity. Um, actually, is something that I think is is really helpful um, and and really important. And and what I mean by total depravity is is this: not that we're just completely base and can do nothing good. Um, that that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the realization and the belief uh, in, in original sin. Uh, and that we're people who are sinful, that, that we're affected um, by sin um, in our lives. And so not just, um, not just other people, but, but you and I as well. Um, there's, there's in many ways, uh, there's, there's the bondage of sin in our lives. And what I also mean by total depravity is this. Not that we can't do anything good, but the reality of that to some degree, and, and life as we live it now, even in our good acts, even in our altruistic thoughts, uh, et cetera, et cetera, there's an, there's an element of sin in all of those. Um, even when I'm being kind to my kids um, or, you know, uh, or, or, or patient with whomever, there's, there, there's the recognition that there's an element of sin in that. I'm probably doing it because I want people to think I'm a great guy, uh, not because it's, you know, or, or, or whatever it might be, because I think it'll behoove me or <coughs> I want to impress someone or whatever it might be. That, but basically the belief in total depravity that there is... That we live in a broken world, um, that, that we're needy people, that we're people who are in need of being saved. Um, we need to be saved. We need to be redeemed. We need to be um, restored. Uh, and the recognition of sin, I believe, uh, can help us recognize the brokenness in ourselves, um, but also the brokenness in other people um, as well. And there is perhaps um, the opportunity to have a little more kindness, uh, to have a little more generosity, um, to have a little more patience uh, in our relationships um, with with other people when we recognize it, the, the the power of sin and that and it does have an impact. So we don't have to be surprised um, when when we act selfishly or someone else in our family acts um, selfishly or when um, conflicts arise or or what have you. We don't have to be shocked um, by that um, when our kids uh, are self-centered. Um, Shock! Uh, you know, it's like I can't believe that happened. Or when we get into um, when we get into arguments, the the realization that we are people uh, in need of salvation, um, and that we're people that that need to repent. That that we're unable to um, we're unable to love on our own. We're unable to forgive um, on our own. We're unable to be what, whatever it might be. Um, the the necessity for a savior, uh, I think, has the opportunity to enable us to perhaps begin to be a little more gracious um, with other people uh, and a little more gracious um, with ourselves. Now, as I say that, there's also the reality of that's not saying um, we need to sort of bless sin or, you know, or just say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Or you know, there's a time to step in. Um, and there's a time to, to call folks on things. There's a time to... Um, Intervene. So it doesn't just mean sort of a laissez-faire, just let it all, let it all go. But the recognition of uh, of sin, I think, is is crucial. Secondly, um, that um, that our salvation uh, is accomplished um, by grace uh, through God's intervention in our lives. And you and I are people who have received uh, an unmerited love and forgiveness. Uh, and, and again, that's a theological point that I think has uh, tremendous traction and tremendous power uh, in our relationships in our lives. When when we can realize about ourselves, uh, Romans, I could read you know, any number of bazillion 
um, passages, but I'll, but I'll read just a moment, uh, or just a portion from Romans 5, uh, as, as Paul is um, writing about um, the justification that's been accomplished in our lives through faith. Therefore, this is 5.1 is where I've begun. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by, his, by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. I think Paul's kind of a little tongue-in-cheek funny here. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And up above, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. What's, what's, what's the power of that uh, relationally? The realization um, that, that Christ um, died for you and for me, that God extended love to you and to me, not once we'd got our act cleaned up and changed our ways, but while we were still sinful, while we were still rebellious, while we still denied him, while we still um, pushed him away, while we still um, ran from him. The fact that we've been extended love and grace and mercy uh, and, and forgiveness that we do not deserve um, and that we did not um, merit. It, it's not the typical what we all so often do. If then, you know, well, if you do this, then I'll, um, then I'll do that. Then I'll love you. Then I'll be nice. Then I'll whatever. No, the realization um, that we are saved by grace. Uh, this is a gift given to us. And again, if if I realize the fact that I did not deserve this love and this grace and this mercy and forgiveness, etc., that I've received as a free gift. When the reality of that gospel begins to get down into my head and then move into my heart, there. It doesn't make me uh, perfect in practicing it, but but and, and in yours as well. Do you see the power and the opportunity for that to begin to actually play out in, in a great way in your relationships as well? Um, and then thirdly, um, this. Looking at the time, two quick, two very quick stories. Um, uh, Bishop Salmon, a great guy, our bishop in South Carolina. Um, uh, two, a couple of things. One, he told a story about when he and his family. Uh, moved to St. Louis, and they moved into a new home, and it was one of kind of almost like a Charleston-style uh, uh, single house, multiple floors. He and his wife's bedroom's up on the fourth floor. One of the first nights they're there in the new house, and his wife said, I think I hear something. And he's like, you don't hear anything. It's fine. He's, she's like, no, I think I hear something. He said, I knew right then I'd lost that argument. So he's like, okay, uh, fine, I'll get up, and I'll go check. And he goes uh, to check, and he, when he steps onto the stairs, he steps on one of the kid's toys. Um, and as you might imagine, he starts to do, 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 tumbling um, down the stairs and, and he said he said if love were simply an emotion uh, he said I would have left that tribe and never looked back um, uh, after that so um, you know love is, uh, is is certainly an emotion but also uh, sometimes it's it's a conscious decision um, first it's it's a willful act um, it's a willful kind of like forgiveness uh, is oftentimes it's something that we start with in our head before uh, it, it moves uh, moves to our heart so um, the, the realization of this and the power of that to begin to get down into our heart um, and, to, uh, and to change our, 
and to change our lives. Uh, so the realization that God has sought us and has given himself to us uh, in Jesus. He was willing to lose things in order that we might um, receive a restored relationship with him. Thirdly, um, believing the gospel that God works through death and resurrection. Um, the belief of, one, that we're not the Savior. Uh, and I, I, there's plenty of people in my lives. I've got a brother-in-law whom I love. We talk about it a fair amount. Uh, he's an alcoholic. Um, he, uh, you know, there's a, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot I could say about him. Uh, we, we love him. He's part of the family. We, you know, we, we obviously, and I've, um, as I say, thank God Paula's not here at the moment. She'll tell you all about me next week, um, and, and, and my many issues. And I, I do hope she feels better. But, um, but with him, the, the recognition, you know, that we can love him. But there's the reality of that God is a God who works through death and resurrection. He's the Savior. I'm not. Um, and so we, there, there are plenty of relationships in our lives that we continue to be engaged as best we can. We tend to love folks the best we can. We, the, the relationship goes on, but there's only so much that we're able to accomplish. Um, there's only so much we're able to accomplish on our own. The, the belief that, one, that God works through um, death and resurrection, that, that God is able to do greater things than we can begin to ask for and imagine. And a lot of times uh, there's a tremendous freedom in knowing that, you know what, I'm, it's a great thing to be a servant and not the Savior. Um, you know, there's... There's 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 so much that we can there's so much that we can do in some in some things in our lives, um, but also the realization that and not just to kind of oh well, gosh you know we just need to let go, um, but there is a reality sometimes of of the necessity of letting go uh, of of some things in order to see God bring new life uh, into particular um, situations uh, or for instance uh, say with our uh, in, in the clip I'll show in just a moment, um, letting go of, within reason, what we, for instance, think our kids should be, um, letting go of what we think our spouse should be, um, letting go of, you know, what we think um, uh, our, our, our parents should be, um, realizing that we're people in need of grace, other people are in need of grace as well, um, the willingness to, um, to let go of some of those things uh, and, and to recognize um, that ultimately, this world is not all there is, um, and the fact that God's already secured the victory um, through His death and through His resurrection, that transformed these timid disciples into powerful proclaimers uh, of the gospel because they knew the main thing had been secured. Um, and uh, they didn't have to be victorious because Jesus was victorious, tremendously freeing to us um, in our lives to realize that God works through um, death and resurrection. So, um, I was going to ask you if that's clear so far, but if it's not, I don't know that I could clarify. Um, so, uh, here we Billy Elliot, um, we're, we're going to look at here in just a moment. There's a clip, and let me see if we can get this um, working here. I've told you uh, about Billy Elliot, but I think a lot of powerful things about this. One, um, as in any family, we see a very flawed, um, just, you know, just awesome folks, um, flawed folks uh, in all of this. Um, but we see the power of some of the things that I've just been talking about. Thank you. Uh, talk amongst yourselves um, as we're... <laughs> 
All right, we'll we'll start off here. This is uh, this is a moment uh, when when Billy's uh, when Billy's dad discovers his son, uh, his ballet son. So it's so funny. Billy's been hiding his ballet shoes. You know, his contraband are his ballet shoes. So he like he hides them and then he you know tucks them in his jacket and grabs his boxing gloves and throws them over his shoulder and 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 off he goes. Can you uh, dim the lights for us there, Bart? Thank you. Where the hell are you up to? <laughs> don't see what's wrong with So they're all handling these things well like we typically do, so...
So, yeah, as I say, this is, you know, um, he handles it as well as we often do when we get into difficult situations here uh, and begins to, there's a, there's a death and resurrection of sorts which takes place as well as he begins to risk the vulnerability of reaching out and loving and caring for his son. Tremendous power. Ah, here we go. Um, all right, so a, a, a word here before I show this uh, particular clip here. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, this is kind of a longer... Why, you mean I'm not doing a great job here? Um, yeah, that's... that's what's, that, the, what's the key? Yeah, actually, we, we uh, just 109 is actually the, 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 the key. This is actually a longer... Um, yeah, that's good enough. Um, so a longer... It's a longer piece. Yeah, one, I, that's, yeah that's fine here. Uh, we'll go ahead and play it and then say this is about a 10-minute clip here. Uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with some comments on that. Uh, you know, I hate that's that's all we I think that's all we have. I know. I'm so sorry.
This is the home of the local ballet teacher. He's been protesting against the scabs who've crossed the picket line, and now he's actually going to cross the picket line to attempt to make money to send Billy for the tryout in London. That's his older son.
<laughs> Thanks. Excuse me. All right, just a, just one more, uh, one more brief clip here as we, um, as as we conclude. Um, but you see the power of the sacrificial love. Which, which begins to take place in the amazing ways in which that begins to bring the family together. Billy uh, receives his letter that he's actually been... that he's actually made it. His dad goes running out to tell everyone. He did it! He fucking did it! Hope you don't mind the language, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's very realistic. Strikes over, Jack. The union caved in yesterday. 
I'm scared, Dad. That's okay, son. We're all scared. Well, if you don't like it, then I shall come back. You're kidding. <laughs> We've never been room. <laughs> 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 Billy's now on his way to London. Years later.
Can you get? Yeah, thank you, Leslie. So yeah, Paul and the crew come home, and I'm watching this. I'm on the sofa, and I'm crying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, just give me a moment. I'll be all right in just a minute. I'm just gonna. <laughs> um, we'll discuss this and say, unfortunately, Paul's not well today, but be with us next week. But anyway, some more things as as we go forward. But let me just say, in in summation, say this. Um, one thing so moving is just you, you see the trem- flawed, sinful, um, broken people uh, in, a, in a very flawed, sinful, um, broken world um, all around them. And yet, uh, even, in the, even in the midst of that, the, the, the sacrificial love which begins to take place and, and, and the amazing transformation that that begins to accomplish in, in the relationships between the brothers, in the relationships uh, between uh, the father and his son's relationships um, with, within the community as well. Just the, 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 the power of the gospel as it begins to, to move uh, in lives, the recognition uh, that, yes, it's a sinful, broken world, and yet we have the power of God, who in Jesus came forth um, into the world, um, that, that we might be people who experience a wholeness, who experience restoration, who experience that which the gospel spoke of this morning, the, the power of reconciliation uh, in, in relationships around us. We'll stop there for today, and, and, and thank you all for being here. Let me pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, thank you that you've sought us uh, in Jesus, your Son. While we were um, still sinners, uh, while we were still uh, running from you, you've sought us, most gracious God, in the gift of Jesus, your Son. And through your cross and through your resurrection, you've opened the way to new and risen life to us. You've reconciled us, not on account of our righteousness, but on account of yours. Lord, I pray for the power of that gospel message to take root in our minds and in our hearts and bear fruit in our lives and our relationships. We ask all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, ladies and gentlemen.